if you've ever been through a tough time in your life, maybe you or someone close to you said, well, it's a lesson, it's a life lesson. And maybe you've gotten to the point in your life where you say, you know what, I'm really just tired of learning these lessons. If that's the case, stay tuned to Wonderful Life because we're gonna show you how to go ahead and just get the lesson so you can quit learning the lesson already and move on with your life. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't wanna be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Have you ever wondered what's the point of going through all of these painful lessons? If you've had a series of relationships that haven't really worked out, sometimes it feels like God is just sending you these painful lessons and you're like, okay, look, I already got it. Like, I'm tired of learning this. And today I wanna to show you how to really get something out of those lessons so that you can move on. I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. It's not about being happy because you're single. I know there are women out there who say, I don't want a man, I'd rather be alone, but I don't feel that way. I've never felt that way. I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but it's never worked out for me. And I'm well over 40. I've never been married. I don't have any children. And for a long time, that was really a source of sadness for me because my definition of a fulfilling life is being a wife and a mother. But I got to the point where I said, I just wanna be happy and I had to figure out how to make peace with being single, and that's what Wonderful Life is about. It's not about getting you to a point where you prefer singleness, I don't. It's about helping you be happy while you're single. Recently, I was thinking about some very painful lessons that I've learned in the last couple of years when it comes to romantic relationships. I went through my greatest heartbreak. I was dating a man for a year. Um, I had been open and upfront with him that I wanted to be married. He knew that. Um, he led me to believe that that's what he wanted as well. And the reason I say that is I broke up with him after six months. And then we got back together with the understanding that things were going to progress. When we had been together for a year, Things were not progressing, and so I broke up with him again, and I thought, little time apart, and he should be ready to get engaged. And actually, I was right, because six months after we broke up, he was engaged to another woman. And then they got married a little while after that. So that, to me, was incredibly painful. And when that happened, I jumped into online dating to just get back out there and meet somebody. And I know a lot of people have great experiences with online dating, I really never have. And this last experience for me was especially traumatic. I met a man who's legitimately a psychopath. And I thought he was a good guy, he's a school teacher, and he seemed really excited about me, but I uncovered his disturbing and recent criminal record. And so I broke up with him and then he proceeded to harass and terrify me for months. And so between really getting my heart broken and then being for real afraid, 
I really just gave up on dating. And I was just thinking about that recently and, and writing in my journal that I wish I would have handled things differently with the guy that I wanted to marry and with the psychopath and lamenting, I wish I would have not seen this red flag or acted on this or set a boundary here. I made so many mistakes that I wish I would have done things differently and at least I would have spared myself heartache. And who knows, if I had handled things differently, maybe the guy that I was with for a year, maybe he would have wanted to marry me. I'll never know. But what I realized was I would not know that information. I would not have that lesson if I hadn't gone through the situation. So sometimes the only way to get the knowledge is to go through the trial. And that's why we can't bypass things in life. Now, I'm a teacher at a university, and the way things work, for example, I teach in the business school. So one of the classes I teach is our freshman level business 101 class. And if you want to major in business, you have to take that class, and you have to pass it. And I've seen students who will take that class five and six times because you can't go further until you have that class and you have passed it. And if you need to take it six times, fine, but you're not gonna be a business major if you don't pass it. And I think that that is true in life. I think the universe sends us lessons and tests and we can take those lessons as many times as we want to. If we keep making the same mistake, the universe in its great love for us, God in his love, for us will keep sending us that lesson because the universe is invested in our healing and our growing. We will keep getting the same lesson over and over again to help us heal and grow and expand and move forward. And if that takes 20 times, then God in his love and compassion will send us that lesson 20 times. If you don't wanna take that lesson in the town where you're living, you can move somewhere else and you're gonna get it there. You don't want to get that lesson with the person in your life right now? Don't worry about it, because the next one's going to come along. So sometimes the only way that we're going to learn something is to make a mistake. I coach entrepreneurs, and I was coaching a client a couple of years ago. She was getting ready to launch a new product, and it was like she wouldn't launch it. She wouldn't launch it. She kept tweaking it and making little changes, and... Every time I'd ask her, where are we on this? She'd say, well, you know, I just kind of need to make sure this is right and I want to make a little change here. And we got to the point where she said, I just want it to be perfect. And I get that. But the problem is you get to a place where you're not going to know if that thing is perfect or not until you launch it because now you need someone else's feedback. So we launch the product and either people respond favorably or they don't. And a lot of times when we get the negative response, maybe nobody buys it or no one comes to your event, no one signs up for your newsletter, it hurts and it feels like, oh my gosh, this was horrible. But that's actually really great feedback because it shows you what you need to change. Think back to when you were in high school or college. You were working on a paper, a project, working on it, working on it, working on it. You got to the point where you thought, well, it's gotta be perfect. I mean, look at how much I've done with it and you turned it in and maybe you just got like red ink all over it. Or I encourage my students to go to the writing center at the university where I teach. 
and I'll say, take your paper. Well, but it's really good. Great. Take it and they'll either, they're either going to tell you it's really good or they're going to help you make it really, really good. But you get to a point where you don't know how to improve until somebody else can show you this is where you need to work. And a lot of times, the only reason that we know what to do is because we didn't do it right in the past. That's wisdom. Knowledge is, I can read a book and I can understand theoretically what to do in any situation, but wisdom is, can I apply it? Have I learned from my past mistakes? Now, a lot of times, we don't learn the lesson because we think we're special. We think we're the exception. One of the lessons that I had to learn repeatedly was about dating men who are separated but not yet legally divorced. In fact, the man that I told you about that I wanted to marry, that we'd been together for a year, when he and I first started dating, he was three months away from his divorce being final. Now, the state where I live, you have to be separated for 12 months before you can get a divorce date. So he had already been separated from his soon-to-be ex-wife for nine or ten months. The marriage was over. I felt like I wanted to wait until his divorce was final, but then I thought, well, you know, I've, I've seen so many of my girlfriends who dated men that as soon as the divorce was final, they got engaged, and I thought, well, you know what? I really like him, and, you know, maybe it's my turn to have that happy ending. And today I look back and I think, if I would have said, let's wait and I'll meet you when your divorce is final, then first of all, his divorce was supposed, we met in June, his divorce was supposed to be final in October, but the court moved the date to December. He had no control over that. So in June, if I would have said, let's wait till your divorce is final, I might not have even met him until December, or I might not have met him at all because he would have met somebody else. And that's what I was, part of what I was thinking was I could have spared myself heartache. But I didn't know that until I went through this experience. Today, when I meet a man who says, well, I'm separated and my divorce will be final, whether he says two weeks or two months or 10 months, I say, that's awesome. Call me when it's final. And part of that is because the state where I live does not recognize the status of legally separated. You're married or you're not married. And so legitimately, if I'm dating someone who is not divorced yet, then he's a married man. Now, most people don't get judgmental about that, but the truth is he's not legally available. And again, when someone's in the middle of a divorce, even if it seems like things are over, they're not over, they're not divorced. You can do what you want to with that. One of my lessons that I've had to learn is I keep thinking, okay, well, the last five times I did this, it didn't go well for me, but I, it went well for my friend over there. I'm gonna try it again. And that's where I wasn't using wisdom. I wasn't really learning from my past mistakes. A lot of times we think, well, I just have to kiss a lot of frogs. Well, that's a fairy tale. If you go outside right now, you can kiss all the frogs you want. They're not gonna turn into a guy. So this idea that I just have to go through all of these bad relationships before I find a good one. No, maybe you don't. The point isn't you have to go through X amount of relationships before you find a good one. The point is you need to understand what you need to do differently. And then when you meet someone, 
that you could do things differently with, you will get a different result. With the guy who was the psychopath, I was getting some red flags very early on, as early as dates one and two, and I ignored them. And then as time went on, I was really getting red flags, like something's wrong here, I'm not sure what it is, but something's not adding up. And I did not honor that until I found out in black and white about his criminal record. And if I would have ended things after date two, let's say I give myself two dates, date one had some red flags, date two, huge red flag, and I chose to say, well, you know, maybe I can still work with this. But if I would have ended things after date two, I'll bet he would not have harassed and stalked and terrorized me because after a second date, he would have just been like, okay, whatever. But instead, I let it go on for a couple of months. And by that point, he was more invested in the result he wanted. But again, that's what it took for me to really get that lesson, to honor my intuition, to honor my gut. And yeah, would have been nice if I'd learned that the other 27 times that I was in a situation where I didn't pay attention to my gut, but I didn't. And for a while after that, I thought, you know, this is just the universe sending me progressively worse and worse men to just show me that men are terrible. And I, I don't think that's true. I do think that the universe sent me lesson after lesson after lesson. Mary, listen to your heart, honor your experience, honor your intuition. And I chose to ignore that. So Oprah says, you know, first the universe will send like a little pebble, it'll hit you and then a rock and then like a boulder and then a whole brick wall crashes down on you. And I think that the psychopath was like the big grand piano falling out of the sky on me because that's what it took for me to get the lesson. I probably could have learned that lesson with the little pebble, but no, I needed the grand piano. So that's what I now think about lessons in life. We can learn them now or we can learn them later. One thing I tell entrepreneurs is if you want a different result, you have to do things differently. And I think that's true in life. So if you want a different experience in relationships or in your singleness, then you have to do things differently. But I wanna hear from you. What are some of the lessons that you've learned that have helped you as a single person? Put those in the comments or you can always find us at wonderfullife.com. Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue, and we wanna hear from you. So you can connect with us there we post a new blog every Friday. You might want to join our mailing list and we'll mail you a blog and a show and a link to the podcast. And remember, you can join us every week right here on Wonderful Life. And we'll see you next time.